Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Brown, and I am the host of the ROI Online Podcast. I believe small business leaders, entrepreneurs are the invisible heroes of our economy. They courageously take significant risk and yet create opportunities for their employees to provide for their families. They also create products and services that make our lives better and improve our world. In my years of working with these heroes, I realized a common theme ran through many of our conversations. As entrepreneurs, you can often feel alone, and yet you wrestle with many of the same challenges of your peers. And that's why I started the ROI Online Podcast. It's a place where you will meet and learn from heroic business leaders just like you and realize you're not alone, and most importantly, you're not crazy. And I also think that a lot of times companies get tied to this hour thing, like you must be working for this many hours or else you didn't put in the work. Well, time doesn't necessarily equate to hard work. Value, yeah. I could maybe work in three hours what somebody else can do in eight hours, but I might be delivering a whole lot more, more work quantity-wise, but also more valuable work. And this is unique, I think, to podcasting. The connection that a person on a podcast, whether it's the host, whether it's a guest, whether you've got a a podcast that's a panel of people, there's something very powerful about having someone's voice in your ear for several minutes a week. And I think that has to do with how humans have always communicated, you know, verbally. And so just the fact that my voice is in my audience's ears every week makes them feel like they have a relationship with me. And as I walk back to the exit of the room, I see something that I've not yet seen since. And that was three conference attendees with name badges on. They had the lanyards that said, you know, Joe Blow. They had made a decision to get out of their chairs, find themselves on the floor, and quite physically lay down and take a nap during this guy's keynote presentation. Oh, no. It was unbelievable. And when I saw that, it really hit me because I had been on the front side of this event. I knew all of the months of effort, of planning, all the energy, all the time, all the money that was put into making this thing come together. And if you think about those, let's call it 500 people that got on airplanes, that chose to get away from the people they love most, to go to a foreign place to try to learn and exchange ideas, and it fell that flat that people chose to sleep during the top docs keynote, I knew something had to change. The brands that have picked up these little pieces of the pieces of code and dusted them off and made them obvious, then it makes it easy for us to discern whether we want to be a part of that or don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, the part that resonates with me as you go through that description is when you're standing outside the campfire, you're waiting, you stand there and wait until you are welcomed in. And when if you are inside the circle, already around the campfire, if someone comes in without waiting, or just comes flying in there, everyone's- Uncomfortable. Messed up, yeah, uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's funny about that is that we, if we just would talk to our customers a little more often, you may inadvertently think to yourself, well, somebody must have undercut my price. That may not have happened. You could have actually, you may have lost a sale with somebody who, who actually charged more 
but they tapped into that emotional side of that decision, which by the way, I mean, there's lots of studies that show you that the vast majority of decisions, like you're talking in the 95 percentile of decisions are made emotionally first, then they look for the post-rationalization. They look for, oh, and you're also low price, and you're gonna make me look quality. They make the emotional decision first. Well, if you're not talking to your customer and helping them reach their emotional goals, they made the decision to not use you long before they look at your price anyways. It's a hard concept to get your head around, but there are studies and studies and years and years of research that are telling you that this is the best way to differentiate yourself is understanding the emotional goals, those higher order goals that people have, and then tactically talking about those in very unique ways, but ways that create that emotional arousal. So you just feel intuitive. You feel it feels natural to work with you. I think one of the things that I could bring to the table with my experience as a pastor is understanding the way that people think and what they're afraid of and being able to express that empathy that people have that I think is so important. One, I think that that's what separates businesses from their competitors is how they express empathy. I think that that part of the framework is probably one of the biggest things from the story brand framework that businesses are missing outside of not playing the hero in the story, but playing the guide. I think that empathy is one of the biggest parts of it. And I would approach them and say, I found this problem that you have. I've been reviewing your company. I'm a huge fan of your company, by the way. I'm a huge fan of your work, but I found some areas where you could improve. Here's where you could improve and here's how you can do it. I will do it for you and I will do it for free on a trial basis. And after that trial basis is over, you can either use my work or you can throw it away. But all I would ask is if at the end, you're really happy that we discuss a paid arrangement and that worked like gangbusters. And so I went from being, like you said, a struggling kid, basically in my parents' basement, laying on my bathroom floor. (laughs) That picture that makes me laugh. Yeah. I went from that to being able to not just get create work opportunities on demand, but create them with my heroes, my idols. So we woke up, it was two years ago, and a year ago when you and I met, just realizing, gosh, you know, our story and our messaging really isn't clear to someone that doesn't know who we are. And there were a lot of consultant engineers that were contacting one of our main vendors saying, hey, who's the who's your distributor in Arkansas? And we were just floored and honestly just scared to death, kind of like, holy, it was one of those kind of holy crap moments. How does this 28-year-old engineer at one of the largest consulting engineering firms in the state not know who we are? That sounds really arrogant, but it also sounds really kind of like a, it was an eye-opening reality to us. I invite you to let me introduce you to fun and interesting business leaders that you just need to meet and you'll want to get to know.